Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes. Until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello, this is Captain Poodle speaking. Are you ready to find love? Yes, ahoy, matey. Love. Exciting and new. Go online. They're catfishing you. Shocker. Fiance. Soon you'll be flying to parts unknown. 90 day Beyonce. Marrying someone you only met on your phone. They French or Chinese, a brand new K-1 visa's the key. Ooh, the key to what, Poodle? To love. It's reality, yes. Let's love. Do, 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 ask us anything. I feel no, like. This is Q and gay. That's Q- how we're branding this. You didn't tell me we're calling it Q and Gay. I have been saying that. You for, have? Yeah, like four weeks. No, you have not. In fact, I even called the email I sent you Q and Gay. I don't read emails. Yo, welcome to our Q and Gay. <laughs> welcome to our Q and Gay. It doesn't work. I feel like I'm I'm stripping in front of everybody. Don't it, you feel like we're showing them? No, I'm just Ooh. annoyed that you can't get my branding. Ooh, they're seeing as, that. Ooh, they're seeing my chest on the intimate portrait right now. As much now. as Look I at- plan, and I just give you everything. It's right there in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> you just can't get the branding. You know what? I'm not gonna get. I'm not gonna fight back at you because y'all. Poodle is in some boarded I'm in up South Carolina spa or room in South Carolina, and she's got she's got it's so that she's got her vodka in a solo cup. No, I don't have a bo- I have bad white Kim Crawford wine <laughs> because of blue laws in South Carolina, bitches. You should have checked a, checked your bags and put vodka in it. No, it's fine. This I'm I'm drinking my father's actually my father's homemade wine, which gets you both both kind of like a little like giddy, but it really bothers my acid reflux. Wow, <laughs> and it's sweet and it's kind of good, and so I'm a little tipsy on homemade hoo- hooch. How um, is everyone? How is the muffin report? Muffin is in the other room currently. Uh, Muffin is doing okay. Uh, the She has settled down a little bit. We were playing with her ball earlier, and she doesn't drop the ball. You have to wrestle it from her. 
and she tries to bite you. (laughs) Oh, it sounds like you. Yeah, it's but the whole you with dicks. Yeah, the whole house kind of tiptoes around Muffin and her wants, and Muffin sleeps most of the day, um, and then barks at night, (laughs) which is fun. Yeah. So um, ev- everyone is great. Uh, I'm seeing my brother and his kids tomorrow. And um, today, <laughs> today I helped my father buy a brand new pair of shoe wading boots with felt on the bottom for fly fishing, which is one of his favorite things to do. Oh. Well, I say I helped him. But he basically pointed at the iPad and say, that's the one that I want. And then I point to another one. I'm like, okay. He's like, oh, but let's look at that one. It was an hour of <laughs> looking at things and me telling him what it said. And then I swear to God, he's like, oh, I'll just go into a store and try them on. That was like when I my dad wanted shoes and I got and I he wanted slip on shoes and I looked and looked and looked for slip on and I finally ordered him some of those sketcher slip on shoes and he's like Matt my dad he wouldn't say me. he's like thank you and then I came back I went to back to uh, California for a week and I came back and someone else was wearing the shoes and I was like oh I have I said dad has some shoes like those and he said. The, the guy said, yeah, your dad, Chelsea gave him to me. And I went, he gave you his shoes? He said, yeah. And then my Aunt Darla bought him the same shoes in the same colors. And he said, God damn, Matt, these are the most comfortable shoes I've ever had. Oh. oh. I don't, they're the same shoes. Well, I did this. And, and my father is, just to get an idea, Father Poodle is less patient than I. So no shit. Uh, <laughs> That's saying something. And whoa. Uh, so whoa. there, there is a mother poodle angle here as well. Uh, there has I'm, I need to tell this story because I need to get it off my chest because it was my mother. My my mother even says you're probably going to tell this story on your podcast. Make me a fool. <laughs> and I went, no, I won't. And I smiled. She's like, yes, you are. You'll pay. God. So about a week ago, um, yeah, about a week ago, I didn't hear about this. I think it's because, I don't know, I, I guess my mother didn't want to be, didn't want to bother me with it because it was a very long story when she told it to me this morning. It was like a long Southern story that had like <laughs> offshoots. It was a 45 minute fucking story. It's good. You'll, um, you'll end up missing me by the end of your trip with have, your mother. <laughs> have you seen that? that uh, Christopher Ryan Stamey thing that says your ADHD mom, like the one that I show you, That's that me. is my mother when she's trying to tell a story. Have you seen these things? I just got these. Did I tell you what your father did? The offshoots. We had the best conversations. We just drove I, around LA I, talking about things. I think it's why I'm triggered by you when you do that because my mother <laughs> is so bad at that. Anyway, and she goes, did I tell you about that? I'm like, just, tell, just fucking tell your story. So about a week ago, my mother, she was getting like some peas out of the freezer. She's like, "Uh oh, these are, um, uh, these are, these are defrosted. I think the freezer's going out." And my father's like, "You probably left the door open." Cool. 
He didn't say that. And my mother's like, I didn't leave the door open because there's an alarm. It's not my fault. You can't even hear it because you can't hear. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> if you're watching the intimate portrait, he is getting very, you are inhabiting your parents right now. I'm so scared. That, that, like it's, 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 I also showed my father closed captioning tonight because he keeps it so loud. And my mother went and threw up her hands. <laughs> she was so happy that you put it on. Yes, it's so loud. Anyway. Does he not wear so a hearing aid? He does, but he doesn't like to wear it. Oh. Yeah. He, he does, and he still cups his ear behind his head like that. And it looks ridiculous. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway. To make this long story short, it's already too long. My father accuses my mother of leaving. She's like, I did not look in the refrigerator. It's still not cold. And my father's like, well, look at that. We'll have to go to the – my mom's like, I know exactly the kind of refrigerator I want. I want this one, like an LG one. And my father's like, well, we'll see what they have at a place in Pickens, uh, an appliance store. And my mother's like, I don't want to go there. And so because my father knows the person at this appliance store. So it's all about small business. And they, so they both went there together. And mom was like, I didn't want to go with him. You know what shopping like with him is like? God. <laughs> so <laughs> my father is asking this guy, this, this guy about the thing. And of course, he's only talking to my father. And yeah. my mother's like, I've measured it. The, t- the height of the refrigerator is 69 inches. And the guy said, looks at my father and goes, Oh, is it 69 inches? And my mother's like, "What? that's what I said. I told you what the thing was. And he's like, but to be honest, sometimes, ma'am, some women don't know how to measure their refrigerators. And my mother said, well, I'm not some woman. So you can get me the manager right now. <laughs> yes, mother poodle. In this case, I respect her being overdramatic. I can only imagine what would have happened at this moment. My father told my father said, You should have seen your mother's face when when he said that. And you know what? Hopefully that hopefully that stupid man will never say that again to a woman. And and my my mother said, I know how to measure a refrigerator. How dare you think I don't know how to do that? So anyway, the, the manager comes over and sells them on this shitty Whirlpool refrigerator that is awful. Oh, no. And my father's like, well, this is the kind we can pick up today. All these others uh, that we can't get today. So they've had it for four days. My mother keeps looking at it going, I hate that fucking refrigerator. It's awful. <laughs> and it is. It's, it's ugly. And it, it's, it has very few shelves. And I walked in. And I was like, what the fuck is this? And it makes really loud noises for the ice maker. And my mother, it'll go, you'll hear, my mother will go, call. <laughs> so every time the ice maker makes the noise, my mother goes, <laughs> I was crying, laughing at it during dinner. <laughs> And I and and I said, Mom, uh, you should just tell someone. Do you want a refrigerator? Here's how much you paid for it. You take, you take. This. She said, I paid twelve hundred dollars for it. And and I said, just tell them you'll take eleven $1, hundred dollars. It's four days old. 
some someone will, will buy it from you or a thousand dollars i said then you'll go buy whatever you want and when it's when it, when you get it in and she's like well i might do that but i don't want to lose 200 dollars." <laughs> so well oh, she's like i guess i'll have to wait till this one's done anyway So that's how things are going. That's that's the news from Lake Wobegon. How long are you right going to be there? Till Thursday. But it's a very short trip. I'm going then I'm going to Mexico City. And then my traveling companion, who everyone wanted to know about, um y'all, let's make it the thing now. Look, cuz people ask me, y'all know, some of you still are like, is Maddie single? Where have you been, girl? Where you been? Like that's um, pretty clear. That's oh, so, oh that's a shame because my first question was going to be, "Is Maddie single?" Yeah, that, um. that's what, you, Jake <laughs> doesn't know. Yes, I am, and Poodle is dating someone. Here's the deal: why we really? It's not because yeah, it's our private lives, but also to the people we involve ourselves with. Unless one of us decides we want to start fucking, um, unless Ronnie and I start fucking from Watch Our Crappens, and no, that's, that's not going to happen. He's my good friend. Um, the people we involve ourselves with don't want to be in public lives. So that is really why um, I appreciate y'all wanting to know the details of my breakup. Um, I, but I don't want to share that because he's not a public person. Uh, I can just tell you that I'm no longer a fan and I've moved on. So that's what, <laughs> that's what all you need to know. And, and I'm trying to ruin his credit. <laughs> You are. Um, anyway, so yes, so thank you for your interest, but we're not ever going to talk about those things in detail because no. of those people. Um, and I'll, by the way, if you're on the end of the portrait, you can see this weird, as Misha style, two globes besides behind my head that is a light, a reflection of a ceiling fan. And I'm in my very dark room. There are no dead animals, though, because they got rid of them all. Oh. I was very happy about it. Yeah. I have to tell you this. So I went to see the Indigo, Indigo Girls last night. Where? Uh, we went and saw the, it was at Cal State, CSUN. I had a oh. sissy. I didn't look at my phone. A sissy messaged me on Instagram and said, this is weird, but are you at Indigo Girls? And I didn't see it till later. And I was like, yes, bitch. But I, I can't imagine you at an Indigo Girls concert. I just can't imagine. Well, I went. My friend was in town who's a huge fan. <laughs> Rush, I, I know I, she is. I know some of their music. I don't know everything. Yeah. I still, though... Thoroughly, 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 thoroughly enjoyed myself. Oh, was, they they put on a fantastic show. It was with the whole band too, and like a oh. fiddle player. And, anyway, it how was many really lesbians? Good. Quite a few. Quite a few. <laughs> Quite a few. Um, it was great. Um, but I got to tell you, they put on a great show. I've seen them. Glennon Doyle and Abby Wambach were there, and I freaked <gasps> out. Of course, of course they were. I freaked out. I will tell you all this. That podcast helped me get through. That is, there's a great episode with Jen Hatmaker. You... Oh, I've no, I love that one. That, that talks about being codependent, and that's where yeah. I kind of recognize. A lot of you have actually asked, like, you preach. That's, that's a great episode to listen to if you want to know kind of like the breakdown of codependency. It's, it's two parts, actually. But I completely, like one of our sissies do to us, which I always appreciate, I completely fanned them both and told them what they have done for my life. And they were both so, so sweet. And I got to say. And then a big I, guy punched you in the face and put a bag over your head. I wish because I'll tell you this, 
Abby Wambach is fucking tall and hot as She's very fuck. tall. Yeah. She is chic. Oh, man. I was like, just pick me up and take me away. That is a handsome, beautiful woman. I was I don't, into it. I don't think she's your type. Or you're her, you're her type. Fine. <laughs> Let's just do this. A-U-A, ask us gay, dick no, in my ass. What's Q it called? and gay. That's really good. We should use that. Q and gay. <sighs> I take so much pride <laughs> in trying to brand. And you just flop through anything like you're just cannonballing into a pool. I'm Ooh. just trying to create dives that make zero. Uh, God. <laughs> Ask your first. Th- th- y'all, this comes from, if you don't know what this is, uh, we are on, we are currently on vacation right now. Mm-hmm. Um, on and it's the week of July fourth. So you're mm-hmm. hearing that then. So this is uh, our rec- first of two parts of yeah. our Q and gays. We're recording it a little bit earlier, so I'm still home. Uh, but this is kind of uh, this is questions that you guys submitted, either supercast or uh, Patreon. Patreon, and you guys could submit those. And you guys had some lot of other good questions, and we also I also have a couple questions from previous the last uh, one the holiday the holiday q and gay or the holiday we did call it an aua that time yeah we did oh i want to say too um some a couple people asked you about how to give a good blowjob listen to that last uh we, q and gay we did in december because we went we into did, it thoroughly in in an extreme um graphic detail actually. we did yes like our so much so our mothers would scream and yell, No, 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 yeah. no, that's my baby boy, and sob in a corner. I don't think my mother would say that. Chaper, don't do that to me. I am drinking out of a solo cup, however, if you're on the intimate portrait, because yeah. that's how my parents do when I'm here. That's how, that's what people in the South do. It's solo cups. Okay, I'll get the aluminum ones. It's no plastic. Um I'll let you tell my parents that. Well, I just say, well, Mother Poodle, I just, you know, that plastic's going to be there when your great-grandchildren's children's going to be there, and that aluminum would go away. Well, I'm old. (laughs) That's what they would say. (laughs) All right, let's jump into this. Poodle, what's your first question? I'll let you start. Um, Ooh, okay. This is is not exactly – people did ask this question, so I want to just – more than once – People are saying, when are you going to announce tour dates for 2023? Uh, keep, we're we're waiting on those. We are in contact with our tour manager. That that will be, pay attention in July, um, because that's when we're probably going to, he's going to get back to us. We hope, yeah. Um, and, uh, but we are planning on touring in the fall. We are. So I would say look start 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 looking late July August. We'll let you know. We are Yes. We are planning on touring in the fall and some people are saying are you planning on coming to Canada? That is definitely a plan. We're definitely hoping to come to Toronto for sure. Yes. So, yes. Um, All right, that was but a couple people had asked that so we are touring. We love touring. We love meeting you. I even love meeting you. You do. <laughs> We love it. I never thought I would. But she does. 
Um, I also want to say, someone asked, I think this is important, they said, in the theme song, is it Yes Ahoy Matey or With a Boy Maybe? <laughs> and it's driving me nuts. And I got to say, I kind of want to change it now to With a Boy Matey, but it is Love. Yes Ahoy. Yes, ahoy, matey. When, when do you say it? Uh, I don't listen to your part. I tune out. Same. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Love. Do, 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 do. Exciting and new. Go online. They're catfishing you. And then I say, yes, ahoy, matey. So it's yes, ahoy, matey. But I might start saying with a boy, maybe. With a boy, maybe. <laughs> kind of makes sense. I enjoyed it. I think I prefer him with a boy, maybe. I kind of like it. We'll see what I do we're, on the tour. He, uh, they're catfishing you with a boy, maybe. I kind of like makes it. makes sense. It makes Context lyrical clues. sense. Yes. I enjoyed it. Wow. Yes, ahoy, matey. That just tells you you have bad diction. So we'll need to work on that. Wow. <laughs> Knew that was going to come I, back that actually on me. Gets in, that actually gets into a question that I want to answer. Um, one says, Poodle, where did you get your love of language, grammar, words, etc.? I very much enjoy it. And they say, although I am an English teacher. <laughs> an English teacher. Um, you know, I'm going to tell you this. Mother Poodle uh, loves really? words. And Mother Poodle... When I did not know what a word was, when I was very young, bought me, instead of me asking a thousand times, <laughs> what does this word mean? My mother said, Chapert, I'm going to buy you a dictionary so you can look it up. <laughs> and, and it was my like mother, a whole magical thing to you. My, this book. my mother bought me a children's dictionary, which I immediately proclaimed, this is for babies. And, <laughs> and threw it at her. And then I got a regular Merriam-Webster when I was like three or four, and I literally would read the dictionary because I was obsessed with words, clarity, specificity of how – and I was obsessed with how many different words, how they mean – how they meant certain things and how one, one word could – you could describe it this way, but it was more negative and one word was positive. So I've always – uh, as someone who writes, I've always been obsessed with words. Words, words, words. I'm so sick of words. Um, I can't say with you because we're remote, but go. We're remote, but I, I just, I love, I love words. I love grammar. I love because um, I, I think what's what's without going on my soapbox. With, oh, Jesus. Um, I think what sometimes goes away with text speak and autocorrect and grammarly and everything else is. The idea of being able to talk to each other in a way that is artful and in a way because yeah, people used dead. to write people used to write letters and artful conversation is going away. You know, I did think about that when watching uh, Indigo Girls that Emily is a fucking poet. Oh, she is. Her lyrics are some of them. I are just, um, and to watch her speak them, it yeah. was, I went, this is a rarity nowadays. You don't see this as much. Well, you see, those lyrics are extremely poetic um, yeah. that they use, but just the way, just the way people used to speak and the way people had a, and I'm, and I'm not saying that, I'm not saying, there's nothing's how it used to be, 
But when you ask someone, even these some of these shows we watch, they're like, what do you like about us? And they're like, it's just vibes that no one can really describe. No one can be specific with their language anymore. Mm-hmm. And either they're worried about someone thinking that there's some type of weirdo uh, by using a word like, I don't know, you're you're uh, the way you the way you appear in the morning light. I like that about you. Or and we because if someone said that to me on a reality show, I'm like, that's weird. <laughs> um, but I I just think we're I don't know. I I I feel like something is dying. Um, I think it's already dead. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. But um, that's yeah. so that's why I'm a I'm so Mother yeah. Poodle was at the root of that, and I just I love words because what else do we have? We we otherwise it's just grunts and sex noises. Um, and gotten <laughs> gotten it's gotten me pretty far. It's, it's gotten me this far. <laughs> I mean, we're both doing okay. <laughs> what's your What's your next uh, cue? And which we will provide the gay. All right. Um, somebody asked, what is the name of your favorite teacher, K through 12? Did you get any inspiration from them? Ooh. Um, my, my favorite teacher was, was Mrs. Kurtz. We called her Coach Kurtz. Um, she's the one that did remember that she was our speech teacher. And yes. I just saw, who was it? Some celebrity. Um... Oh no, David Bignal, Bignal with Bignal. I can't say the anchor from CBS. And he was talking about a speech teacher. Um, he's this gay anchor guy, a uh, news anchor. I don't think you're saying that right. Bignal, I never say his name right. Anyway, can you he's spell a, it? B E A G N A U D. I don't know him, but yeah. Anyway, I Bignal, think. probably. I think speech teachers in general are highly important. Every school should have one. Don't get me started on that because kind of what you were just saying, people not kind of literally exactly what you were just saying. People don't know how to speak. Um, Mrs. Kurtz, however, she don't know how to express ourselves. Yeah. yeah. Mrs. Kurtz was super, super intelligent or is super intelligent. She's still alive. Um, She uh, lives back in Oklahoma. And then another part time, she lives in Creed, Creed, Colorado during the winter months. But anyway, she uh, she always drove a Pontiac Grand Dam. Don't ask her about it when they canceled the car. She was very upset. She would get a new one every four years. She was very upset when they wow. discontinued that car. Um, she wore Shal- she wears Shalimar. That's one when I smell Shalimar. I still think of her. Um, but she had long red hair and she had glasses. And um, she was someone who was very dramatic. Um very dramatic. Like she said to the time that she was T-boned in a car accident, she said, and half my face fell off. I was so pissed off at the driver. I was screaming, you idiot. I looked down, my jaws just dangling, but I kept yelling at that asshole. (laughs) Without a jaw. Without a jaw. So um, she didn't say asshole because she was teacher, but she taught English and she taught speech, but she is literally, um, and she really changed my brother's life too. And a lot of people in our, uh, well, because she was the first, like, she has me a keychain that she got me um, that on one side it says The Stars Born, and on the other side it said Broadway Bound. And she was kind of the first person, because y'all, my parents said I could do whatever I wanted to do, but, and I don't mean this to say they but weren't But she supportive. saw you. 
she saw it. Because my parents, I totally get it. They don't know what it meant for they, a kid to be on theater, Broadway. Yeah. They didn't get it. They didn't know how to talk to you. Yes. And yeah. she, Mrs. Kurtz, basically said, you have the talent to do this and be someone who's a performing actor. You, um, you're you not only a star because you're some magical thing, but you actually have the talent. You have the passion. Da, 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 da. But what I remember about Mrs. Kurtz the most. This has already gone on longer than I thought. It she would. loved <laughs> Jimmy Buffett. And Miss Kurtz was very, she was very, she didn't like to be in the room alone with kids. Cause she's like, I don't want someone to say, she goes, ah, she always puts her hand on her head. She's like, I don't want them to think I'm touching somebody. So she would make like three kids be in the room and all this. Kind of, <laughs> it, so it was very big deal. If you ever got to be alone with her, cause that means she trusted you and your family. So we rode up just me and her to the state speech competition at Oklahoma state is my junior of high school miss kurtz also couldn't drive worth a shit so we're driving down the interstate and we're listening to music and she's like matt do you know jimmy buffett she loved jimmy buffett and i was like i really don't she's like she's like oh maddie so, so parrot head yeah so she starts playing jimmy buffett and we're listening to G- we're like cheeseburger and pat right we're listening to everything and then that song come on let's get drunk and screw comes on <laughs> And Mrs. Kurtz doesn't think about it because it just goes into the next song on her cassette tape. So we're just sitting there. And so she's sitting there singing. And then like out of the blue, she like gets to the chorus and she's driving. She goes, come on, let's get drunk. And she looks over at me and mouths and screw. And she goes, ah! and she takes her hands off the wheel and puts them on her head. Our car swerves over like two lanes of traffic. There's a truck that like swerves and almost flips over. We go in the grass. She grabs the wheel, centers it back. She pulls to the side of the road and she looks at me. She's like, don't you dare tell Superintendent Scott, I just sang this song in front of you. He'll fire me. (laughs) And with that, we're going to take a commercial break and be back with my teacher. Sibling fights are unavoidable. But what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, but that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Dis and Tell, is hosted by comedians Sidney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or is it something that started much earlier? Follow Dis and Tell on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. Poodle, I gotta tell you, I think I just made one of the best investments for myself. Oh, thank God. You got rid of those braces and decided to sew your mouth completely shut. Perfect. No. The doctor just added four more months. I think he's trolling me at this point. No. See, now that I'm putting myself out there. No one wants to hear about your dating life. But you talk about yours all the time. Because mine is interesting. Well, I wanted to let you know that I took a page from your book and it worked. Ooh, you slept with her ex to make them jealous? No. (gasps) You pulled their credit report? What? Made a copy of their keys while they were sleeping? How are you not in jail? Deny, deny, deny. No, Poodle. I decided to get myself a pair of Me Undies great new underwear, which makes my um 
important parts look more junk forward. Junk forward? Wait, are you talking about the contoured pouch and ball caddy from MeUndies? Yes, the contoured pouch and ball caddy from MeUndies. I love the contoured pouch and ball caddy from MeUndies. There's no other way to date in this world. If you're not dating junk forward, you're doing it wrong. I think you're right. And you never told me that they're so comfortable. Well, usually I'm not wearing them that long. But yes, they are so soft, and the more you wash them, the softer they get. And they still keep you tucked and lifted in all the right places. When I wear them, I can barely keep men away from me. Oh, the way they stare. They look like burly, hungry cavemen searching for a nice meal after a long caveman day of nomadically crossing the tundra. To them, I'm like a piece of meat roasting over an open, smoky flame. Speaking of smoking, not only does my junk look great in me undies, but my butt looks hot. Okay, no one wants to hear your over-sexualized descriptions. Have some class. <sighs> Sissies, we've fallen in love with me undies, and you can too. They have a style for everyone. From all black classics to fun, expressive prints, me undies has a look for everyone. Plus, they come in sizes extra small to 4XL, guaranteeing a flattering cut for everybody. And Me Undies isn't just about underwear. Explore the lounge collection featuring joggers, hoodies, onesies, and more. With unmatched comfort, Me Undies' signature fabric is as soft as a warm hug from your favorite sweater. It's breathable, stretchy, and oh so comfy, making it ideal for all day wear. And they use sustainably sourced materials and work with partners that care for their workers. And you know, Mother Poodle loves a return policy. Not happy with the first pair of Me Undies? It's on Me Undies. Cool. Sissies. Good things come in big packages at MeUndies. Get 20% off your first order plus free shipping at MeUndies.com slash RealityGaze. That's MeUndies.com slash RealityGaze for 20% off plus free shipping. MeUndies. Comfort from the outside in. To all our queens. To Caitlin and the Canadian sissies. Oh my God, Poodle. I can't stop singing that song either. It's so catchy. So catchy. Sissies, we are obsessed with the Songfinch original song that we premiered at the Toronto Live Show. Songfinch lets you create an original radio quality song inspired by your own life and the people you love. It's completely unique, personal, and lasts forever. For example, we wanted to create a song dedicated to our Canadian listeners, some of which have waited four to five years to see us live. After the show, we had so many people tell us how special the song made them feel, and we are still getting DMs and comments about it. And the Songfinch songwriter was so clever, incorporating all our sissy references like Aunt Peggy's Lip, Elizabeth Smart, and even Keep Going Queens. Yes. Songfinch walks you through a simple process to create your original song. Just tell them who the song is for, what style of song you want, and then share some personal details about your relationship. Then an actual Songfinch musician of your choice will write, record, and produce your original song in just four to seven days. You can also choose unique add-ons to make the gift even more personalized, like a vinyl record of your song or a piece of one-of-a-kind art made from your lyrics. You can even add your song to Spotify. With more than 350,000 happy customers, Songfinch is proud to be called the number one custom music company in the world. Whether your song is for Mother's Day, Father's Day, an upcoming graduation or a wedding, or just to show a loved one how much you care, start your song now to lock in a top Songfinch artist. And for a limited time, Songfinch is letting our listeners upload their song to Spotify for free so you and the lucky person you gifted to can listen to it anywhere, anytime. Go to songfinch.com 
slash reality gaze and start your song. After you purchase, you'll be prompted to add Spotify streaming for your original song for free, a $50 value. Again, our URL is songfinch.com slash reality gaze. Don't forget to share your song with us too. Songfinch.com slash reality gaze. Now, Gary, play us out with a little bit of our Songfinch original song to all our queens. Have hope and find your happy Hey, hey, our Canadian listeners We know you get tired of waiting Reality Gaze is coming to you So no more complaining To all our queens To Caitlin and The Canadian sissies Love yourself Never be ashamed To all our queens To Caitlin and The Canadian sissies Love yourself, never be ashamed Have hope and find you're happy Have hope, have hope Keep going, queens Poodle, who is your most inspirational teacher? You know, mine was a similar kind of thing. Mine was an English teacher. Um, and I think I may have talked about this person before. Uh, her name was Mrs. Chance. And she taught a class. I had to get special permission for this. Um, to take. I was supposed to take AP English. And I, I did not like the teacher. And... Mm. And I was like, do I, I, I was supposed to, cause I'd taken it, uh, I was on the, the track to do AP English and I, I, but I want to take this class called world literature because I heard from other people, it was wonderful. And you got to do a summer, not only did you do a summer reading list, cause you know, I had summer reading for your other courses. Did you have summer reading? Uh, no, they never gave really? summer reading. Never. Not in Oklahoma. People had to work on the farm or play baseball. <laughs> I had summer reading every year. No, my mom would take me to to the library. I would do summer things there, but not our school. I'm telling you, we had summer. I loved summer reading. No one loves summer reading. No <laughs> other boy loves summer reading, Poodle, but you just, I'm proud I for you. I loved it, and I dreamed about, oh, I read Pride and Prejudice, <sighs> the Queen of the Native. Oh. And, but anyway, the summer, we had summer reading, but we also had summer movies. We had, she, and she got me interested in foreign films. We had to watch, that's when we watched, um, uh, I had to watch uh, 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 Dr. Zivago. I watched Lawrence of Arabia. I watched, uh, that was Babette's Feast. I watched all, all this obviously was not porn Gandhi um big big movies uh Gallipoli which was a very violent movie but um and and I we were watching and I, oh what else did I do a passage to India was on there did you watch um, um uh how to create a movie. how to create a homosexual did you watch <laughs> yeah, that movie i was gonna say y'all mrs chance <laughs> basically saw what was president me and created what you see wow. like created and she also taught mythology and got almost got fired by the school district later 
and she wore she wore caftans and she wore these and she always talked like this and everything was still alive yes She's teaching in a school school district. Sometimes she sees my mother in the grocery and says, how is Jake doing? Oh, he was such a wonderful child. Oh, he was so creative. She talked just like, like Eartha Kitt. You anyway, should reach out to her. I should reach out to her. Uh, but... Then she had us over to our house, and she has all, she had all these like African masks. Everything was like this world. She wore like beads and Why weird the fuck sandals. Is this woman in Pickens, what happened to I her? I don't know, but she was the one who told me that that she's like, "Oh, darling, you need to go to school somewhere else, being in the South. You need to get out of here. It's not made for you to live here." She had a lot of gay friends. Yeah, no, she knew. Her first husband was gay, I found out. Uh, Oh, wow. Yeah, but no, Mrs. Chance kind of taught me in that that class and the 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 reading we had was like introduced me to world literature like nectar and a sieve things fall apart chino achebe and it 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 enlarged my world to something that i did not understand uh i i learned about how art was different and writing was different around the world than it was in america and you don't get that a lot in school and Uh, no yeah it taught me to it, it broadened my mind for the first time and that was in 11th grade and so I thank her. I thank her so much. You that. should tell her that. I should. I think I will. Good. Anyway, that was that was her. <sighs> All right. What's mine? Um, okay. I'm going to ask you this. Can you tell the story? First of all, someone asked the story of Darla and Peggy's, your Aunt Darla and Peggy's fight, but that's not important. I need to hear, someone asked previously, how did your Aunt Darla and Peggy track your father's ex-wife, Brenda? <laughs> well, I was kind of waiting. I she... love this story. So basically, it, so here's the deal. Brenda was my father's second wife, and, um, and, he was, and she was the, or she still is. She's not in great health now, but uh, she is the woman that... Uh, her and my father were dating many years while my mom and dad were married. Um, so she was the other woman. She was the other woman. She looked kind of like the a younger version of the woman from Something About Mary. She the 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 neighbor the the tan Magda. Magda. She was very tan. She had dyed blonde hair. She was a little petite, dyed blonde hair, and it was white, just white. She kind of looked like Lori Morgan in the nineties. That kind of haircut. <laughs> And she wore so, as my sister-in-law once said, she's like, I just feel like there's spider legs on her eyes because she wore so much gloopy mascara and she would go, man, she had smoked for like, she never really stopped smoking, but she smoked for like 50 years. So it was always like, man, how you doing, Matthew? She loved me, loved me, loved me, loved me, loves me to this day, still comments on everything. Um, She, um, so she... She also had the classic quote when you when you came out to your father. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> of, Matt, is that a new phone? <laughs> it's one of my favorite stories of all time. Because she didn't really know what to say. Matt, uh, is that a new phone? As my dad's crying. Um, <laughs> so, uh, 
Yeah, she uh, she also told me, uh, you know, I really need to remember. I'm going to say that so this is a true Southern tra- tradition. I don't know if I've told this story before because I missed it at Christmas. I'm going to have to tell y'all next time we do it, an AUA or an a- Ask a Gay or a Q oh and Gay. Q and Gay. We'll have to tell y'all about the Barbie tree topper story because I don't think y'all know <gasps> that story. That's a good one. That's a good one. I don't think I've ever told it. So anyway... But she um, also, though, once said, like, my brother was being silly and said um, something to the fact of, like, Dylan, his oldest son at the time, was learning about, like, genitalia. And and so just, y'all, don't get offended by it. It's not like from a queer stand. It's just like my brother being a brother saying, Dylan going, Daddy, you have a PP. Papa has a PP. And Uncle Matt has a PP. And my brother said, Uncle Matt has a PP, kinda. And it was just <gasps> a joke. Like, I, I laughed. It's like a brother just, you know. Yeah. And so then Dylan said that. And we laughed. And it wasn't a big deal. And which, that's all that was said. It was not ever brought up again. But Brenda jumped right in and said, Nah, uh Dylan. Your Uncle Matt has a super duper big PP. <laughs> <laughs> and we all went, what the fuck? <laughs> I wish y'all could see Poodle's face. Wow. <laughs> wow. Anyway, so that was Brenda. Y'all, just bless her heart, dumb as a box of rocks. Just not really that intelligent. But she, I do think it's my dad's love of his life. And, um, but my dad fucked that one up. So, anyway. Long, so he fucked that up. They're getting divorced because, you know, dad said it's all about the money and all this shit. And so this is what happens when you divorce or break up with Lamar. Even when I broke up my ex, everybody, all my family was like, it was about the money. What? They want your money. That's what Amar always says. They want your money. Aunt Peg. So that's the deal. Aunt Peggy, Aunt Darla, Uncle Andy at the time. They're all like, she just wanted that Mar. Like, we're the fucking, like, Ewings of Dallas. We don't. Yeah. No, we're, none of no the, that's the Ty Pharaohs. That is true. <laughs> that's a Ty Pharaohs. That is true. We weren't. Well, Aunt Peggy's very rich, but the rest of us weren't. Well, so, anyway, all about the money. Well, th- my dad tries to get everything signed for the divorce and go through not go to court and do it all pretty good. Well, Brenda wasn't having that. She, someone spoke in her ass, they think probably her sister Dana, and got her got in her craw. And so Brenda took my dad to court. And but, ju- the That's judge- the only way you can get the money. Yeah, with Judge Tate and everything, which I knew Judge Tate because I was rubber face when I were in showboat because he was Gaylord. You know that? We could make believe. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I love <laughs> I, Judge I Tate. I don't know a lot of judges who are also uh, uh, operatic baritones. Yeah. Oh, he had a beautiful voice. <laughs> Great. It was weird because he was like 55 and the woman playing his, was 24. Because that's just how what you got in musical theater land. <laughs> he was the only man who could sing it. <laughs> anyway, oh, <good>. <laughs> he was great. So Judge Tate was was Queenie. Queenie wasn't mixed race, was she? No, it was an actual black woman. Oh, okay. Wow. Wait, is Queenie the one that's mixed race in the yes. show? Oh no, that was Vicky Gelona, and she wore fake tan. She's white. She was Ooh. white. She was real white. But there was another woman who is supposed to be a black woman, and they did yes. have one black woman for that role. That's something. Yeah, but no, Miss Jelona, who I still love, wore fake tan. Yeah. 
She owns the theater now. Remember when we gave money to different theaters when Sissies yes. raised money? We yes. gave it to her theater that runs and teaches, and they have an LGBT scholarship there. Yeah. So anyway, so the divorce is public, y'all. In a town of art, all the shit's coming out in court. Well, Peggy and Darla, they and my cousin Kelly, which is Peggy's daughter, said, we've got to fix this woman's hat, and said, Chelsea, you got to get ahead of her on this. So... Yes. It was. I'm sorry. You're right. It is Queenie Magnolia was is the is the mixed race woman. Queenie oh, is the black woman. Queenie is a black woman, just like on Lalu Queen. Yes. And um, and uh, and Queen that woman kind of looked like her. Uh, yes, Miss uh, Jelona played Magnolia. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so Aunt Peggy and Darla said we're gonna fix this. So. Brenda had moved out of the house and she was living at the Oakwood apartments or something like that. I forgot they were called, but here's the deal is my dad had bought her car. So technically my dad still Brenda forgot that my dad had an extra, had an extra key fob to Brenda's Cadillac. So what they would do is I, and you've heard this story, I think from my aunts themselves. Yes. They decided they drove to the Oakwood every night. They would go in there. And they would, um, they would, there was a little air, they would boop, boop the car and they would go and stick a voice activated or a recorder (laughs) underneath like this little, like the center part console of the car. And they would record her entire conversations (laughs) in her car. This is cuckoo magoo. And and every night my dad wouldn't go to bed. My dad always went to bed at nine o'clock. He was so tired. He stayed up till midnight because every night he'd grab Darla or Peggy and they'd go up to bed. Aunt Peggy would always dress in black and wear sunglasses in the middle of the night. Uh, And they'd go up there and boop, boop that thing and switch it out every night. And she never knew the wiser. My dad said, well, it's legal. My name's on the lease. And or on the because he paid I, for it. I don't know if that's legal. So anyway, the big hullabaloo happened is two things happened. Y'all, it was they found out that Brenda was going to meet with her attorney the day before court. So mm. they wanted to know what was being said. My dad fell asleep the night before and he didn't call Aunt Darla and Peggy and no one went and put a voice recorder <gasps> in her car. So then when Brenda was going to leave the attorney's office, they, she was, they weren't going to hear what she said. Well, they knew. So basically my cousin Kelly went and staked out and sat in front of the attorney's office and then called my Aunt Peggy and, and said, uh, She's here. She pulled up and they were at, so Aunt Peggy flew in or flew out of work and Aunt Peggy and Aunt Darla said it was easy because she was showing a house down the street and they met. And so they said, how are we going to, Brenda's car was parked right in front of the attorney's office on Main Street and the attorney had a glass windows. And so <laughs> Brenda could see right there. All she had to do was just turn around and just see these people getting in her car. And dad said, I can't do it. I'll get in trouble. So Aunt Peggy, Aunt Darla on Main Street. They fucking take this boobopper thing. She had Peggy said, or, or they had Kelly beep it and unlock it. And I don't know why they did it together. It could have just been one of them, but I remember it was both of them. They army crawled down the kind of, and try to like, you know how like some streets angle down and like at the curb, it's kind of deep and you could kind of hide a little bit. They got in the dirt and everything crawled, army crawled on main street and they opened the car and stuck oh. the voice activated recorder. Which was open. 
because it's long grow. Oh wait, no, they didn't have the voice after the recorder because it was because uh, I forgot why they didn't have it or they didn't battery. So what? This is what they did. Aunt Peggy or Aunt Darla turned her phone and called Peggy, and Aunt Darla stuck her cell phone underneath That's what the it is. seat. That's yes. what it was. And so her cell phone was there. So they get out of the car. Or they lock the car up, go up. Sure enough, Brenda leaves. And then they're in the car and they're listening to everything. She's just going, well, we're going to get that fucker, that no good son of a bitch ex-husband. She's going off. She's calling her sisters and spilling all the secrets, telling all what her and attorney advised to do. Meanwhile, she's like, and they don't even know. Those sisters, those bitches, those sisters don't even know that I got pictures of everything in that house that I deserve, and I'm going to get it. Sibling fights are unavoidable, but what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, but that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Dis and Tell, is hosted by comedians Sidney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle? Or is it something that started much earlier? Follow Dis and Tell on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Well, Aunt Peggy was listening on one phone and she, and, and so she called her, called my cousin Kelly, called Kelly on another phone and she's like, she don't, she got those pictures or she has pictures of the house. And Kelly said, I bet they're at the Walgreens or the Walmart. I'm on it because Brenda was <laughs> on her way to go get the pictures. So my cousin Kelly raced in her car, went to the, went to the Walgreens, went in and said, yes, I'd like to pick some pictures up for Mar, Brenda. for Mar. Cause they didn't, no, she didn't say Brenda. <gasps> she just said Mar and <gasps> they handed her the pictures right there. Cause it was under the name Mar. Didn't even ask. My cousin Kelly paid for the pictures and then cut to 10 minutes later, Aunt Peggy and Darla and Kelly are laughing, listening on the phone because they hear the car door slam and Brenda goes, they got the goddamn pictures. I bet it was that bitch of a <laughs> bitch of a cousin they have, Kelly. I bet it was her. She does shit like this. Well, so anyway, the next day they go to court and my dad knows everything, everything, everything they said they counteracted with. And so she ended up getting nothing. And even when she went into her car afterwards, because by this time they put the recorder in her thing that night, she said, I don't know how they know everything I'm doing. Well, cut to, she got, they, they got divorced like a week later. She had to move her shit out. And Aunt Peggy pulls up 
because dad said, don't come over here, Peggy. Don't do it. Darla was working. And Peggy said, I won't. So Peggy, of course, rolled up in her Lincoln town car. That's what she had at the time. One of those big old Lincoln town cars. Rolled up like a goddamn boat. And uh, she pulled up. And she kind of walked over there like my grandma. And Brenda said, well, what are you doing here? And she said, I just came to see my brother. That's all I did. I just came to <laughs> see my brother. And Brenda said, well, you don't need to be here. She said, Chelsea, can I be here to see you right now? And dad said, fine with me, sis. She said, okay. I think, and Brenda said, well, I'll just call the police and tell them to get you off my property. Aunt Peggy said, I was at court last week, and the last time I heard Judge Tate said, it ain't your sister, not anymore. And Aunt Peggy said, or then Brenda said, you're nothing but a bitch. And Aunt Peggy said, well, you're just nothing but a tarantula-eyed slut. <laughs> and so they started to not physical, but words fight. And so Brenda called the sheriff. She or called the police. She called the police. The policeman pulls up, gets out of his car. And he says, well, Peggy, what are you doing? She's like, well, hi, Officer Carol. How are you doing? Oh, my God. How's, how's that house going? I know y'all just got moved in. She had sold him a house. And Brenda <gasps> goes, she goes, God damn it, these fucking Mars know everybody. <laughs> and she screamed and ran in the house. <laughs> and that's the story. Moral of the story. When Aunt Peggy will tell you the story, she'll say, and that's why. You don't fuck with a mar. I heard that story over Mexican food after Aunt Peggy had ordered four baskets of chips. Yes. Um. <laughs> Sorry. It was a long story. I really tried to shorten it. I don't think you did. Um, uh, what's, what's your next one? Oh, God, I aged during that. <laughs> you asked. I did. My next one is poodle yes what would you no i want to do this one if tinfoil hattie was on drag race what would her entrance line be what punny phrase would rupaul and what punny phrase would rupaul use to tell her she's won a challenge or that she's in the bottom oh that's a good one it is a good one um i would say Tinfoil Hattie, your favorite conspiracy theory drag queen. Tinfoil Hattie. I think Tinfoil Hattie's entrance line would, she'd walk in and say, hey boys, uh, or hey girls, like chemtrails, I'm here to poison the competition. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I'm sad we asked that. <laughs> wow. Whoa. Or or uh, or uh um and let's say the congratulations tinfoil hattie um congr- RuPaul would say congratulations tinfoil hattie you're a winner baby you're um you're uh your grassy knoll has become a grassy hole. <laughs> <laughs> and there were definitely several men there. And there were definitely there was definitely a second shooter. There was a second shooter. <laughs> or a third. <laughs> 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 
I can't believe I just said Kim Drills on the podcast. <laughs> hey, boys. Wow. Read any good books lately? Guess what? They're all banned. That was the background at the Indigo Girls concert. They had all the pictures of the banned books. That was their, it was, yeah. um, it's kind of sad what was being banned in this country. Well, they'll tell you the, they're like, nothing's being banned. It's so parents can blah, blah, blah. What's as good as being banned? Yeah. It's terrible. I have a shirt now that says, uh, save the books, ban the fascists. Ooh, I like that, that shirt. I'm going to wear on tour. Okay. I'm going to ask you another one since I had a long, since I had a long one. Okay. Um, which or what would Poodle make for a three-course dinner to impress guests? Ooh, okay. Um, like, what kind of guests are we talking about here? Is this a guest I want to bang, or is this a guest that I need to borrow money from? <laughs> is, I is this or or even better? Is this are these the perspective? Are these the children of my perspective? husband who's about to die of mysterious circumstances um, i think it is i think it is guest meaning i think i'm upping the ante okay it is i'm gonna include some of your themes coming to the guest are three people kate blanchett oh 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 still still one of the most egregious best actress robs of ever for carol mm-hmm. um, okay the fact that carol was barely nominated um <sighs> all i want to do is have someone return gloves to me <laughs> okay sorry kate blanchett yes ryan my Go- idol ryan gosling but not Ugh. just ryan gosling ryan gosling in that jacket and as his character from drive oh whoa whoa <laughs> I did not expect this. <laughs> and whoa, whoa, Danny DeVito. Why Danny DeVito? Who doesn't love Danny DeVito? I'm sure he'd be fun. You know what I'd start out with? I'd definitely start out with a light soup course for Kate Blanchett because she'd be wearing some type of diaphanous dress. This um, is true. This... And or just something that made her look like a goddess because that's what she fucking is. She is. And I. And I think I would go with a. Mm, this is tough. I what type of do, soup? I would do. I would do a light cream of celery, which used to be fashionable because you know she's done so many period movies. So I would go like this is like something you would have at Carol or The Aviator, and <laughs> um, and but like kitschy, like cream of celery, but like it's but it's very good and it's very savory. And then I would do for the main, the main would be for, I think the main would be for Ryan Gosling. Okay. And it would be, I think about, he's Canadian. Mm -hmm. So I think about game. I think about, um, I think maybe, or maybe seafood. Mm. You know what? It's seafood because everyone's (laughs) going to like it. So... We would do, we would do, oh, this is it. We would do a Dover sole, really like classic, also kitschy. Boy, this is, this is the theme. We would do a Dover sole, <laughs> a really nice, like with lemon, with, with white wine, white wine butter sauce, super luxurious, mm-hmm. maybe some asparagus on the side, but because we're going to fuck after, 
the <laughs> I just wouldn't taste his not, gum. Not asparagus. So, yeah, you don't want to do that. I just don't want to eat up. It'll go somewhere else. You could do a broccolini. Um, no, it's asparagus. It needs to go with the Dover sole. Yeah. And for Danny DeVito, for dessert. That's true. You can't taste with your asshole. You won't even know the that's difference. That's true. Exactly. <laughs> and for dessert, uh, mini chocolate mousses, because he's tiny. I love that. I Because you can't, you can't do better with chocolate mousse. And it's it's not a huge filling dinner either. I love that. That's I what love I would that. make. I'm telling y'all, a Dover sole is if you've never had really good sole or really good whitefish like that, it's delicious. It's one of my favorite fish dishes, even though it's very kitschy and old school. Dover sole. Dover sole. Don't know her. Yep. Um, y'all, that's it for our part one of this. Yeah. We're going to have part two coming up with more of your questions, more of your burning venereal questions. <laughs> Poodle, do you want to tease them with one of the questions we're going to answer? Yes. One of the questions we're going to say is, once the one asks is, what 90-day show would you be on, and where is your boyfriend from, and what is your storyline? You want to have one to tease? Um, actor, you wish you could go back in time to bone. God, I have such don't a long you, list. Don't you answer it yet. Okay. You think about it. Y'all. And we're talking about musicals. There's there's also a thing about musicals in the next. Yes, we're going to get some of you did ask several 90-day questions, so we're going to talk about that in a little bit more. All right, everybody. We will see you in part two. Bye.